and Jill. Welcome to the weekly Mia Thrives podcast, where we talk to those living life to the fullest, living with the rare skin disease, epidermolysis bullosa. We hope you weigh in on our Facebook forum where the conversation continues. Let's talk thriving with EB. Hello, Mia Thrives community. Welcome back to the weekly Mia Thrives podcast. We have a really special guest today, um, and he's going to tell us all about how he became connected to the EB community. So welcome, Tim. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. And we've got Emily on the line, too. Emily, how's your day going? It's going great. Yeah, just hoping uh, my dog's not going to bark during this, Um, but (laughs) Really looking forward um, to hearing from Tim. Yeah, perfect. Okay, so Tim, before we get into how you became a part of the EB community uh, very recently, can you tell us a little bit about your background and, um, well, we're going to lead to all this great stuff, but just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Um, I don't know how far you want me to go back, but... uh, um, Wherever you think. Wherever I think, well, I, I was going to start with sort of how how my whole art career and everything sort of went. I'm not sure if that's the best way to go. That's but, perfect. Uh, that's perfect. Okay. So uh, I've been drawing and painting ever since I can remember. So some of my earliest memories are of me drawing. So uh, I seem to have had that woven through my entire life. Uh, I'm kind of a pack rat and a hoarder of sorts, so I have kept all the drawings and notebooks and anything art-related that I've ever done in these giant Rubbermaid bins. So my parents, when they moved from their house to their condo, I had six giant bins I had to go through. And I kept quite a lot of everything, because I thought, you know what, if one day I'm ever famous, these might be worth something. (laughs) I was just going to say that, those might just be worth something. Yeah. And it's just so much fun, Ren, to go back and see how your work has progressed over the years. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I do go through them occasionally, and uh, I actually remember when I've drawn something as well, so I have a really good memory of that way, which I guess helps with uh, being creative and and drawing. So, uh, as I grew up, I always knew that a job that I would have as an adult would always have involved art or being creative in order to be happy so i think it was never about being rich or anything which maybe i should have rethought that but (laughs) (laughs) but it was always being happy because i'm a very creative person so it had to revolve around that so when it came time to choose a job for or a program at university to go to it always had to do with a creative field so i applied to graphic design illustration, animation, fine art, architecture, and then the final one I actually went to was interior design at Ryerson. Oh, okay. So so that's where I went to school for four years. Um, I am an interior designer, so that's my my background and what my job was out of out of university. Uh, So now now that I'm older, though, I see that um, I could have stretched it a little bit farther more than just being a direct artist or someone that creates spaces for people. I thought, oh, well, you know what? You could also use this these skills as to be a surgeon or a scientist or something because those professions, I mean, they have a very strict academic background, but they're also visionaries and they create new ways of doing things. So they have, they have a sort of a different mind process, I suppose, as a problem solver. 
so um so all the while you know between when i was young and older i've been painting and creating and working on a, a style that i like and i've grown i think a little bit more over the last four years i've more dedicated to one way of painting okay but i i think i learned i learned and started appreciating how to do painting back when i was in high school so my art teacher uh her name was ann armstrong she let us experiment with a bunch of different mediums and uh, you know like oil and watercolor but acrylic is the one that seemed to stick for me so in my last year uh, we had to you know oac when that still existed uh they asked us to do four pieces of art using a theme so i ended up doing 13 and they oh my goodness a bit, <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit overachiever <laughs> and uh, i ended up doing 13 uh, a video of me playing piano with some overlay graphics and film editing on top of it so this was quite a quite a long time ago when grunge was still in its infancy so that's about how long how long ago i was doing it but i was i was working on musicians doing portrait painting all the way back then so back then i was doing things like slash and ice tea and the cults and now I, I work on a lot of musicians that have influenced me since that time. Right. So uh, people like Stunt Double Pilots, I've done concert shirts for, uh, like real, they sell them <laughs> at concerts. Oh, that's so uh, cool. I've, I've done paintings with Chris Cornell, Chris Cornell, and I've sent them to Vicky Cornell in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allison Chains, Mark Lanigan, who was from The Screaming Trees, and of course, Eddie Vedder and Pearl Jam. Yeah. So that's sort of my big art background, but I, I always have it somewhere in my life that I'm always doing art or something creative. Wow. And I just have to ask, do you create art for the spaces that you design? I have tried to, but sometimes the clients don't always go for it. And a lot mm-hmm. of my portfolio are sort of rock and roll type imagery, so it doesn't always work. But I, I also... I uh, have a love for Haida art and Ojibwe art and Northwest Coast Native uh, people. So I do weave some of that coloring and style into some of the work that I do. Wow. That is really cool because I was looking at, you know, I, I obviously have been re- researching you a little bit and, and that kind of stuff. I love how, how you even speak about I don't want to give away too much about where we're heading with this conversation, but you, you really do use color and sort of what it means. And it's, it's a deeper, I don't know. I, I didn't, because I'm not an artist, I don't have that brain. You know what I mean? Like I just, so I love being able to read what, what things meant to you and that kind of stuff. Like, and it really helped. I don't know. I don't even know the right wording to use when it comes to art, but it just, it brought it to life for me. Does that make sense? Yeah, sometimes uh, when you see a piece of art, you you don't appreciate it until you know why it was made or what was the reasoning behind it. So I think that's uh, where we'll go with the other portion of the interview, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So do you want to talk a little bit about how you um, came to the EB community and and the project that you, the very exciting project that you worked on and and all of that, sort of how that came to be and and everything. That would be great if we could hear about that. Sure. So I first became aware of the EB community through Instagram. So uh, just 
following people like Pearl Jam because they're one of my longest and all-time favorite bands ever. Uh, I've been following them and I've been attending concerts since 1993 to see them at Exhibition Stadium with uh, Neil Young and Soundgarden. So oh, that would be amazing. one of my long-time favorite bands. So Cause the Wave and the Wishlist Foundation are ones that I were following because they all had to do with the band. But then Cause the Wave caught my eye, uh, among other fan fan based pages because of the images of the kids dealing or kids and adults dealing with and suffering with E B. So I know a lot of people when I show them images they sort of turn away uh, because it's a little bit too too much for them or too empathetic maybe, but I wanted to know more and I wanted to know what I could do. I've, I've been involved with charities forever, you know, like even starting back Gary Fox Run, simple stuff like that, all the way up to Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, mm-hmm. where I've run marathons uh, to raise money for them. So uh, me just wanting to reach out and help wasn't something unusual, but uh, this one, I don't know, somehow, somehow it made more sense, maybe because I've got two kids and they're young and they're fortunately they're very healthy and they haven't had to deal with uh, the what I see as pain and suffering daily with a lot of these uh, kids and adults. So originally, uh, this is before COVID, so uh, Pearl Jam was touring. I had concert tickets in three different spots, and I wanted to volunteer with the Wishlist Foundation where they, they raise money for various charities through silent auctions. So I volunteered, I was all ready to go, and then COVID, of course, shut it all down. Yep. Uh, so you know, leading up to all this, I was approaching Cause the Wave, and I pitched uh, Jen Bell, who's uh, my main contact for me there, uh, about the Metamorphosis Project. So the whole pitch to me was to help raise awareness to the struggle with EB through my artwork. So the idea was to use my portrait style that I've developed using all the different rock star paintings and portraits of my own kids and to help uh, transform the trauma that EB causes to the outside of a person to make them feel better about themselves. Mm-hmm. So it was just sort of a, a way to have them look at themselves, not for all the the blemishes but to have them feel better about themselves oh i just love that and i feel like it shines like a positive light on those people living with eb and sort of like what you mentioned that you know sometimes if you just google eb or the the first pictures you see um can be quite shocking and even sometimes traumatizing for people Mm -hmm. um but sometimes being able to just show like the person behind the condition I feel like is is very powerful yeah and uh, it came along uh, like the actual project itself came along just to develop and raise awareness but it's something that I actually even had built into my artist statement before I even worked with uh, or knew about EB so it's just like a little excerpt it's our faces are a roadmap 
one filled with adventure, heartbreak, happiness, and emotion. I enjoy capturing the mood and essence of a person or creature, augmenting it with color and high contrast shading. The landscape, which remains, tells the story. So it was almost like it was destined to meet with you guys because (laughs) it, it, it sort of is what the project was all about. That is so beautiful. And you wrote that artist statement when? Like how long has... That's probably been up for about three years. Yeah, it was meant to be. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 And so uh, I have this notebook that I used, and I I started it back when I went to um, L.A. for the Chris Cornell Memorial Concert, and I just started writing down ideas and doing images and all sorts of ideas that I eventually want to get around to because I have so many, but not not a lot of time because I have a full-time job on top of just being, being an artist. So I had a bunch of names that I was writing down for this, uh, for the project, but I I felt that the metamorphosis project worked really well and it tied in with the butterfly children and, you know, everything, everything just, uh, sort of worked, worked together. (laughs) I I love that. I love the name of the project. Like that's just, it's so fitting. And Emily, you know, as, as a person with, um, EB, how does that make you feel like, like, because you talk a lot about seeing different images that you didn't see when you were younger, right? Like growing up. Yeah. Oh, I, I just think it's fantastic. Like, yeah, like growing up in the 90s, there was what well, was also, you know, kind of before social media. And, um, well, actually, maybe like speaking from my mother's experience. So when she found out that I had EB, no one else in the family had it. She had no idea what it was. And she was totally traumatized, like, for the first few years, she was terrified because all she had access to was some, like, academic articles and just, you know, these kind of terrible pictures where actually the faces of the patients were normally blurred out. So I think it's just so important and powerful to show people thriving with ED, people doing well, people living their lives um, to the fullest, um, and and showing that, showing, um, you know, some of the positive side to, you know, something that, yes, can be, it's an awful condition, um, but, you know, I feel like it, it brings some hope to people um, to show show the people behind it that really speaks to me because when you were just saying about the pictures that sometimes the faces were blurred out and tim you're focusing on the face right like in these in these portraits like that kind of stood out to me right like it's about so much more than just these these photos that yes when i you know when i first started working with mia i i did look up because i wanted to get as much information as i could and and I, it, it was, you know, rather, um, the, the images can be very, very hard to look at and it, and it is part of real life, but it's not, it's not the whole part of it. Right. And so if you're not even able to see someone's face, I understand why, but I just love that Tim, you're focusing on the face and, and all the colors and the everything else, right? Not just the EB. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. because each person, each person has their own story to tell, and some, of course, have 
uh, mild condition all the way up to very severe and um, unfortunately death in a lot of cases. So um, I wanted to really capture the moment of them, not to erase any of the blemishes, but to lighten them up. So if you look at um, someone like Charlie, he has his head bandaged. Uh, you've got Nikki, you've got... Um, uh, sorry, I'm forgetting some of their, their names right well, now. There was a lot uh, of them. There was 10. And so each one, I still left a little bit of a mark just as a, you know, I don't want to erase it. I don't want to make it look like it doesn't exist. Right. Uh, but I also wanted the consistency between all of the paintings. So that's why sort of the color, the colors inside, the, the halos are what the actual uh, area surrounding their head is. So the uh, each color, when you're looking at an uh, aura halo, means something different. So I looked at each one of the, the people when I was given their photograph and I felt that there was a consistency among all of them, but then the larger background color was the one that uh, was far more individual to the person. And so when I um, sent them all out to all the, the people, I wrote a little letter inside explaining what it was, how I came up with it, and you know, a little inspiration message as well. Can you tell us a little bit, sorry, Emily, about what the colors mean? Like, can you? Sure. So uh, the first, the first aura color around all of them uh, was is white, which is a color of protection. So um, each each person I feel has an extra layer of protection around them, just because they have they have this uh, rare disease. And orange relates to them being courageous. So I know it takes a lot of courage to uh, be washed and be bandaged and have to do it day after day or have surgeries. The amount of videos I've seen or images from Instagram just of the individual people is, is it's heartbreaking when you you look at it. But, you know, just imagine what it feels like to have to go through this day after day after day. So I, I see each one of them as being very courageous. And then blue about speaking the truth. So I find that each one of them would be very vocal about how they're feeling each day because it's very necessary that they do that. You can't hide the fact that you're in pain when you've got you know a certain look in your eye. The parents always know when their kids are in pain or sad so um, the blue for me was speaking the truth that they're very vocal about it and then the individual colors themselves so we've got red and blue um, and aqua each one of those meant a little bit something different uh, based off of the person that was there and that was the personal message I uh, sent to each of them I wow just... What I was just going to mention before was that um, Jill sent me photos of Mia when she opened her painting. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> just like the pure like joy and excitement on her face, I think like, of course, she recognized right away that it was her. And I think it's just such a beautiful little confidence boost, too, that, you're, that you gave um those 10 people um and it's just it's so sweet um i hope that you you saw the photos too um 
because it was just looked like a very special moment. She but still did, points uh, it out every day. <laughs> I did. I did go up and meet Mia and uh, Melissa as well. So I went up uh, one weekend and uh, met with them for the first time. And oh man, she's a ball of energy, isn't she? Isn't oh, she? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She um she never ever stops moving really. And and I've pointed this out before, but you know if if she can't um, like the other day she had a some really bad blisters on her feet so we were trying to work around different footwear and and what would work and she's like I'll just go on my knees and then she's like oh my knees are hurting and and she does this all the time so then she'll crawl and you know she's just she never stops moving she just has to move a little differently sometimes but oh she is she is a firecracker is she ever I like the the orange color I know it's about courage but that one you know with her I don't know like that one really stood out to me because it's just, I don't know, it's bright, I guess, and she does have so much courage. I told her that this morning when she was, she had to hold my hand while she was getting some some um, bandaging done. It was a little bit painful, and I said, you are so brave. Like, you know, it's, I don't know. So, yeah, orange just sums up the courage for sure. And, and also, it, it sort of tied in with the cause of the wave colors, too. It wasn't completely mm-hmm. intentional, but it just sort of worked out that way that, um the blue, orange, and the white tied in with their their coloring as well. Yeah, and you've you've done so much to you know because I know that campaign was really popular. Like we were seeing, you know, well Emily is our social media. Uh, I always say guru, but you know she was sending like watching carefully and and seeing all the posts and everybody getting their their um, artwork and you know it was it was an amazing campaign. I had some really good videos too. Um, like Michelle sent a really cute video of her and her dog and um, Nikki had sent one as well. So it, it was just, it was, it was great. Oh yeah. And Charlie, he said, uh, thanks for doing the painting. Uh, you made my mom cry with happiness. Uh, thank you very much. And it's just, that's, that's sort of the, the good feeling you get from doing, doing this sort of thing. Yeah. But I, I guess yeah. the overall intent too was to make it even larger. So to extend it. So, you know, as part of Cause the Wave and Wishlist and uh, Mia Thrives and everything to get the message out even further, you know, all the way to the top of Eddie and Jill Vetter. That, that would be uh, fantastic if, you know, they could help promote and send it around and I can continue doing portraits for people. That would be, that would be great. Wouldn't that be incredible oh, if you could do portraits for... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's, I mean, if, if I want to have an ultimate goal here... I want to spread the message and who better than have a, you know, internationally known rock star who's so kind and charitable to help, to help do it. Yeah. Yeah. I had someone wrote to me the other day and they said they were listening to, I think, was he on Howard Stern recently? Um, and a friend of mine was texting me as soon as she heard it and she's like, did you know that he, that he was big into EB and all in like, I, I, I've been listening to it. And so she learned a little bit about EB and just, you know, because she's such a huge fan. So I just think well, like what a huge platform he has, right. Mm-hmm. Or they have, yeah. I should say, because they're both incredible. And they use it for good. Yes. Right? Some people are not, but they are, they've never stopped. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible work that they're doing. Incredible. So um, we, we often ask, uh, when, we, when we have our guests on, we ask them about 
what thriving with EB means to them. Now, I know with you, it's going to be a little bit of a different question. And you and I talked about this, Tim, beforehand and, and about thriving. So can you share what, um, you know, when we talked about thriving, what you came up with and what you wanted to, to let our, our listeners know? Sure. So um, in addition to doing artwork and things while I've been at home doing during COVID, I've also been writing poems and posting them to my LinkedIn uh, page. So I've been doing, you know, what it's like to be at home with COVID or, you know, making fun of people gaining, like me gaining weight and not being able to fit through the door. You're not alone. You're not alone. So I thought, okay, well, what, what better way to what thriving means to me by doing a little poem. So like five minutes before this call started, I, I wrote a little thing of what thriving means. So I'll start okay. being strong when you want to break down, keeping a smile when it's easier to frown, working through your troubles, not just pushing them away, living my best life every day, being thankful for the time we have here, bringing people together to help you face the fear thrive to survive a cure to endure oh my god i'm speechless wow <laughs> we need to write that down i did write it down oh good <laughs> it's the only way i can remember it <laughs> I've, I've, I've done like 60 poems since march so it's uh, some of them are easier to remember but uh, some of them are more meaningful as well can you send that to us could we share that sure like we'll give credit, of course. <laughs> but that's really could. Could I ask you to read it again? Would that sure. be too much? Okay. Uh, being strong when you want to break down, keeping a smile when it's easier to frown, working through your troubles, not just push them away, living my best life every day, being thankful for the time we have here, bringing people together to help you face the fear thrive to survive a cure to endure wow and and how long did it take you to write that uh well you've been thinking about it five five minutes or so yeah yeah wow most of these poems and some of them are like quadruple the length of this they just come out they just flow so when i'm in the mood to write it i just just sit there and get them out I, w- I was doing you know like one a day for a while and then i thought maybe they were getting too long so i started doing haikus and different poem styles just to sort of keep it keep it interesting but i've, I've had quite quite a good response um i even when i changed jobs most recently i uh was messing around with linkedin saying i was part of you know i was an astronaut and i was part of stone temple pilots now and i'd write an accompanying poem <laughs> and I'd, I'd be getting like 2500 views of these poems so i'm really hoping that i would get more for uh, all the mias rides and the metamorphosis project to help uh, keep that going well may- maybe both right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i would love i i really wish i was so creative and like because it's just such a beauty in in the creativity like you know Emily you're like that and we've met so many artists there's such a huge amount of incredible artists in the EB community alone like so we've met so many people in the last year or so who are so talented and being someone who is not 
I I appreciate it more because it, I I can't imagine having those talents and those gifts, and it just it's it's so it's just so beautiful. Like the creativity that just comes out. It like I don't know. I wish I had it. I wish I had it. <laughs> well, everyone has something, right? That's right. That's right. So yeah. is there is there anything else, Tim, that you would like the EB community to know? Um, you know, I know you, you'd like to continue to help. We're, we're talking about some projects that, with you that we're really excited about. We're just, you know, we're just at the beginning stages of, you know, all of this. But, but there's so much to be done. But is there anything else that you wanted to share? Um, well... I think uh, reaching out to people, uh, there's there's so many people that would love to help, and it's ne- it's not great to be shy uh, mm-hmm. when you're looking for help. So the only thing you have to be good at is being rejected. But <laughs> you know, like when you, when you're asking a hundred people for help, you might get one that's a superstar, and then they become you know your your next uh, interview or your next big rock star that can link link uh, all the people together so i think uh having people like yourselves and um melissa just pushing through making people aware just getting getting it out there um for me i'd love i'd love if people could reach out to me and uh, visit my website and you know help promote the artwork and get because it's easier for people to see than it is for you to read something so that's why Mm -hmm. being a visual artist uh and i mean people do read the poems so maybe a combination of the two i can just help uh help keep it going all the way all the way up to eddie and jill yeah 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 and we'll make sure um below when we um, post the podcast to have links to your website and the photos so everyone can go check that out. And you can check out my really cool pumpkins that I did for Halloween, too. Oh, I I'm bet. Like, Mr. Mr. Uh, pumpkin Carver. <laughs> okay, so did you even have, like, really amazing pumpkins, too? Uh, I cannot lie. I did four pumpkins over the last, I think over the last uh, five years, I've done four pumpkins each time, one for each of the family and I usually get the kids to choose what they want so one year I did a Cinderella pumpkin I've done Hello Kitty this year I did uh, a Michael Myers from Halloween movies because it's uh, part of the film industry which my wife is part of okay so uh, yeah I I put them out I posted them and lots of people seem to like them so maybe that'll be my new business I was gonna say that could be checking that out (laughs) For one month a year, I'm really busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, we are so grateful that you took the time out of your incredibly busy schedule. Like, we really did have to kind of just fit this in, right? Like, <laughs> a little but, bit of shoehorning for yeah, a new job week, yes. <laughs> exactly. But we're so grateful that you did. And, and we will, share, like Emily said, um, share all the links and... Um, you know, when this podcast comes out and we are so grateful you took the time and, and cause the wave really created such an incredible campaign with you for this. Like Jen Bell is just amazing. She is, she is like nobody else. She is just, uh, yeah, I don't have enough words. So they're incredible. You're incredible. And we are so, so grateful that you, um, that Mia was one of your, of your, um, your subjects and that and that I get to actually look at your artwork every single day, which is pretty cool. So um, I, like, I like the little addition she made to the top of it. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
she wants to be a part of it, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm writing her name on her hair. It's sort of blended in. So. Well, it's funny because I looked at it and I thought, it didn't say Mia before. And I thought, uh-oh, <laughs> I know exactly what happened. Yeah, Melissa said, I hope you're not going to be mad. I'm like, okay, I don't know what happened. And then I think, well, you know, if you ever want me to turn it into a hair barrette, I could probably do that too. Yeah, <laughs> that might have to happen. <laughs> well, that just tells you how much she loved it. She wanted to really claim it. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, okay, well, thank you so much, Tim, and everybody go and check out, the, you know, your web, his website and um, all of the artwork and maybe the poems. I think we'll share the poem, too, if that's okay. Um, and there's going to be so much more to come, so stay tuned. So um, from Emily and I and, uh, and everybody at Mia Thrives, um, thank you, Tim, and thank you to the listeners for tuning in. So, thank you so much. Thank you, and have a great day, everybody.